Welcome to Amplify, the personal brand entrepreneur show. Today on the show, Bob is speaking with Osman Sharif. We are deleting, we're distorting, and we're generalizing even that 5% of information that we're aware of, okay? We are all different. So we've all got our own you know, personality, we've all got our own goals, our own values, and the way that we respond to language and the way that we respond to our past positive experiences in life and our not so positive experiences, all of these are basically being used as references in terms of how we see the world. Hi there and welcome back to Amplify, the personal brand entrepreneur show where every week I speak to incredible people who share what makes their business work. And if you're new to the show, then while you still have your phone or your laptop, take a second to subscribe. That way you won't miss a single episode. And if you are a listener, then ratings and reviews literally make my day. So this week, we're going to be exploring the really simple question of if we all have the same information, why don't we all have the same results? And this week, joining me to talk about that question is Osman Sharif. For the listener who doesn't know Osman, Osman literally lives down the road from me. This is a literal treat. We've never met, but Osman, welcome to the show. We're going to change this quite soon. Absolutely. Thank you for having me here. And it is such a treat in the, the world that we live in, especially in virtual meetings. I can't wait till we have a proper real life coffee very, very soon. I know. I haven't done that for a very long time. So I am looking forward to it. You will be my first. Perfect. So Osman, if we all have the same information, why don't we see all the same? Why don't we all see the same results? This is really a question that plagues me. And it's something I do want to explore with you today. But for the listener who doesn't know about you and your work, can you maybe just tell us a little bit about who you are, where you are and the kind of work you do? Absolutely. So I am a business coach that very much focuses on the individual's performance and their personality and their mindset. And I spend most of my time helping ex-corporate professionals that are turned ambitious coaches, consultants, service providers and experts to rapidly grow their business. And I'm all about helping people to do it in the best way for them. Because like you said just there in the introduction, we're all unique, but quite quickly, when we leave the corporate world, typically we always, you know, my experience is that we try and follow what other people are doing, and that's not necessarily the best plan of action for us to get the results. So I've been doing this for 15 years plus now since I left the corporate world, and um, a little bit of background around that. I always thought the path of you know, success was climbing the corporate ladder. And I did that working in Marks and Spencer's as a human resource manager. I then moved into the banking world. And um, I had one of those moments where I got offered a promotion of what I thought the ideal job was. And I thought, "Mm, is this it? And instead, I've always been about helping individuals. And I decided that I wanted to pursue a passion of neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, to help individuals to basically excel much more. And that's what I've been doing in many different ways over the last 15 years. So for the listener who maybe doesn't know that much about you, your background, for me, the fact that you live just down the road is a delight because I know many of your clients and I know the results that they're getting. And I know NLP as a large part to play in that, you also work with wealth dynamics. And knowing that we were going to be speaking about these topics today, 
I went back to see if I could find my Wealth Dynamics book, which I bought years ago. We'll go into what that actually is in a little while. But while I was looking for that, I discovered my NLP for Dummies book in my order history, and that was 2017. I think I got maybe 10 pages into that, and I never really got beyond it. So for all the dafties <laughs> listening who are thinking, what is NLP? Can you maybe just give us, in a nutshell, the, the whistle-stop tour of what NLP actually is? Absolutely. So I know it sounds a bit complicated, neuro-linguistic programming, okay? But the way I like to think about it is it's like practical psychology. And it's like you, when you understand NLP and the toolkits and the philosophies, it's like you you have an instruction manual of how your brain works, how we operate. And the scary but powerful thing as human beings is we operate on autopilot all of the time. And with NLP, it gives you that chance to understand, well, how do you think, how do you feel, and how do you therefore act in terms of your habits, the way that you communicate, the way that you think, how you decide what to do or what not to do. And I got fascinated by NLP because my old boss, when I worked in Marks and Spencer's, there was just something magical about her. And what I mean by that is, you know, she'd ask a question, she'd get really curious and I just see her in action and she'd really get to uncover things that individuals might not really understand was going on in their mind. And she did that to me many, many times. And I remember turning around to her saying, Jenny, how do you do that? <laughs> she mentioned NLP and I thought, right, well, I'm going to, you know, learn that. And I did it to become a better leader and a better manager. But when I went on my first course, the penny dropped for me and I thought, this toolkit is what can help you to create rapid transformations. And that's effectively why I called my business Rapid Transformation, because it gives you that chance just in the same way, Bob, as you might upgrade your phone software or your computer software. Well, it gives you a chance to upgrade the software that you're operating in life, in your mind, to then see, well, how do you make it more effective, more efficient, and you know, to help you go after the goals that you want as well. I think this is one of the things that a lot of people misunderstand, that as we go through our day, 5% of our of the intelligence that we bring to bear is conscious. Yeah. The other 95% is all unconscious or subconscious. And a lot of people just assume, well, it just is what it is. There's nothing I can do about that. I have no control over it. But what you, the way you describe software, yes, you can reprogram the conscious mind to an extent, but that's really only trying to reprogram 5% of your potential. The reason I think a lot of people get excited about NLP, and I hear a lot about NLP being the key that really unlocked potential, is that it allows you to start influencing the 95%. Absolutely. So what are some of the tools within NLP that really focus on that? Uh, absolutely. So one thing I'd say is, you know, as humans, and I could talk about this for hours, but I'll keep it as, as light and as accessible as possible. We are deleting, we're distorting, and we're generalizing even that 5% of information that we're aware of, okay? And we do that based upon who we are as individuals. We are all different. So we've all got our own, you know, personality. We've all got our own goals, our own values, which is a fancy name for what's important to us. And the way that we respond to language and the way that we respond to our past positive experiences in life and our not so positive experiences all of these are basically being used as references in terms of how we see the world. And 
I like to keep things really simple. Okay, so this is kind of a, um, it's infused with NLP, but I call it the rapid transformation formula. It's when you have the right design, when you have the right mindset, and when you have the right strategies, that's where you get real long-lasting and consistent results. So let me give an example of the design, okay? So this is very much around, well, we need to understand who we are as individuals so that we can grow our business in the best way for us. So you will have different values, Bob, compared to me in terms of what motivates you, what gets you out of bed in the morning. And when you understand that, you can then understand, well, how am I making decisions consciously? Because unconsciously, you're making the decisions based upon your values anyway. So it gives you that chance to shortcut some of the things that we're doing on autopilot to become much more aware of it. And including the goals that you set, when you set a goal, effectively you're programming your mind to say, well, that's what I want to make happen. So therefore, when you're going about your busy everyday life, your unconscious mind is then filtering everything out that doesn't support that goal, but it will it will attract or a flag to you things that will actually go, oh, that can help you towards what you're looking to make happen. So the clearer we get around your design, and when I talk to my business client owners, so I coach clients and I run masterminds and group programs, most business owners don't have the clarity that they need or they want around their, their design effectively, which is their values, their personality, their vision, and therefore their goals. And without that, we're often just doing a lot of things, but actually not really doing them purposefully or consciously as well. So that's the first element, but does that make sense before I go on? Any other questions on that? It does make perfect sense. I already want to jump in with questions, but it's too early for my stuff (laughs) because you have more. Absolutely. So that's one part of it, right? So that's like the design is really key. The next part of it is your mindset. And this again is a huge part of the NLP toolkit. This is about, well, what's the beliefs that you have? The stories that are operating in your mind, the way that you think, your attitudes, your feelings, because they will absolutely be impacting what you do or what you don't do. Let me share one example for you. One of my clients a couple of years ago always sticks in my mind. He had a belief that because of previous experiences of family members that started their own business, it was about, oh, entrepreneurship, business, it's really hard. It's really risky in that way. So he had basically quite a few negative money stories or limiting beliefs around money. So he had set a goal for his business of what he wanted to achieve revenue-wise in 90 days. But during his conversations that he was having with me, I kept hearing words and phrases that basically were alarm bells to me to say, well, hold on, what's the stories that's filtering, you know, wrapped around this goal? And a lot of it was negative around money beliefs. So we identified it, we talked about it, but instead of then talking about it for hours and hours and hours, I was able to then help him using NLP coaching techniques to pinpoint where these beliefs stem from and then basically change those beliefs. And he went on to then achieve his 90-day revenue target in 30 days. And the only difference that he did was he didn't have this big belief that was like holding him back. Does that make sense? Because otherwise, you might say to yourself, this is what I want to do. But if you've got beliefs or stories that are really operating in the background that are going, oh, yeah, but you don't deserve it, or people like me can't do it, whatever your belief might be, 
that will be getting in the way and sabotaging your success. So it doesn't pay just to have your design. You know, I know so many people that are crystal clear about what they want to make happen, but their mindsets is the part that's slowing down their growth or actually holding them back as well. So that's why design is important, plus your mindset. And then the last piece of the framework is the strategies. And from my experience, and let's be honest here, it's actually the easiest part to then figure out once you've got your design and your mindset. Because then you get to go, well, who am I? What are my goals? What's my personality? And then what's the best strategies for me to follow that is based upon what I call your entrepreneurial superpower? And wealth dynamics is one way to find that out. And therefore, what actions am I going to take that gets me into productive habits? And when you have the design, mindset and strategies all working together, that's where real magic can happen and consistently as well. So one of the things that I'm wondering, and I think it's probably a common question for a lot of people, is when life doesn't go so well and when you're not achieving your goals and you're not working from from a place of, I'll call it power, yeah. one reaction is to just sort of give up. Yeah. Another reaction might be to get really frustrated, potentially develop a very unhealthy mindset. When you're in that state, the advice a lot of the time is to go and see a therapist, especially when problems have been going on for a long time. There's all kinds of stories that build up yeah. through our biographies. How does working with an NLP practitioner differ from simply going to the therapist that your local doctor is likely to yeah. suggest? Absolutely. And again, there's so many different ways that we can help individuals to move forward. So I do think therapy does help in many ways. So I'm not knocking that by any means. The, the difference I'd say between NLP and traditional therapy is traditional therapy is very much around trying to understand why something's happened and what are you going to do. So there's a lot of delving into it. Does that make sense? And trying to understand. Yeah. And you know, often that can mean reliving things and um, you know bringing it back to the surface. Whereas NLP is actually more interested or focused on how do we operate? What's the program that's operating for you to keep feeling that way or for you to keep acting that way? And what we then do is it's more about changing how you operate, not necessarily being too focused or even caring to an extent why that happened. It's more about, well, actually, how do we change that belief? How do we change the way that your software operates? Does that make sense? So imagine like, I'm just making this up on the spot here. This would be like on your computer you might be going, my computer's really, really slow and it's really like sluggish at the moment. And you might go, right, okay, there's this software that allows me to clean up my hard drive and it'll operate a lot quicker and smoothly. So it basically changes how it's operating, but as uh, you don't have to get into the, the details of, well, why is it going slow or, you know, all the inside of how the computer's working. Does that make sense, Bob? Yeah, Whereas therapy is probably more about the, right, well, what's happening and how do we understand and how do we understand how this part of the processor is impacting that, etc. That's all useful to some extent, but ultimately we're still trying to change the behavior or the result. And that's why, for example, I've, you know, there's countless examples I can give you where people have had phobias or fears or you know limiting beliefs that have had a huge impact for them. And you can get change them or even get rid of them really quickly. I've had many fears that NLP has helped me with. I used to be scared of heights. I used to be scared of dogs, used to be scared of cats. And actually it was just 
basically, it sounds like magic, and it really is, but it gives you that chance to go, well, what's happening? What's going through my mind at that point? How do I basically change the way that I am going to respond to certain stimulus or certain triggers? And that then means that your your mind effectively operates that way in the future and it gets rid of the old habits or thinking or those stories as well. So for the business owner, I think there are challenges that don't exist for what I'll call regular people. Yeah, They have to become comfortable with discomfort. They have to do things that you don't have to do. Everything is optional when you run a business. You can choose to coast and do the absolute minimum you need in order to survive, or you can really forge ahead and thrive. There aren't really any limits to what you can achieve as an entrepreneur. The difference is, I guess, for some reason, some people fly into things. And yes, there's a degree where natural talent does matter. But as the saying goes, hard work wins when talent doesn't work. The question that I'm trying to ask, but it's in a slightly long-winded way, is you've worked with many, many business owners. You've been doing what you do for over a decade. When you are a master craftsman who does the same thing again and again and again, you develop a shorthand. You develop an ability to very quickly see where issues are and you see patterns, especially when you're working with the same medium. And in your sense, that's a lot of the time entrepreneurs and business people. Knowing that's the case, for the audience who's maybe thinking, well, I, I am unique. You're not unique people. Well, obviously they are. But what are the common factors, the common themes that seem to come up again and again and again with pretty much everyone you meet? There's, I love what you said there about, you You know, you're, we are all unique in that way because it's that whole combination when you take in, you know, our personality, our values, our goals, even in the same industry that you might be operating with a peer, they're different. You may have a very similar business, but how you operate it or how you make success of it can be quite different because of those factors. So there's so, there's so much to unpack, unpack uh, there's so much to unpack in that, Bob. And what I would say is, what I see often happening is people that have left, especially the corporate world, to start their business, okay? They often have got some idea of what they want to make happen. And that's the thing that helps them to get out there, to make the decision, to, to start. But when they then start, it can be quite short-term their vision. It's like, okay, here's what I'm doing now. But then they actually have to then start to think about, well, what now? What is my plan? What is my business vision and goals? And that's actually where it can get quite scary for people because we don't know what we don't know. So a lot of times I work with people that are, they start their business, they get success to an extent, you know, they get traction, but then they get to that point and it's different for different people, but it could be, you know, two years into it, three years, then they go, okay, now what? And when they were in the corporate world before, or a traditional role, that's where they would have that bigger strategy or the leadership direction to go, this is what we're doing. But actually, it's down to you now as a business owner to go, well, what is my goal? What is the direction of my business? And that's why, and from my experience, some people can really thrive on that. And other people can actually start to really shrink away or get overwhelmed by that. So a lot of what I do is helping people to make sure that their design is really up to date around what they want, not what they think they should do or what other people are doing or, you know, what 
expectations are, but truly what is it that you want so that that then motivates you, that, that that gets you out of bed, that helps you when it's challenging or when there's setbacks or knockbacks that you still go, I know what I'm doing because I'm choosing that. So that's one key thing. We need to make sure that your design is is exciting enough to and personalized enough to hook into to allow you to keep going. So that's what I always focus on initially, but it is a bit of a catch 22 because you have to also focus on your mindset because can you imagine you set goals based upon your mindset okay so if you've got some limiting beliefs around oh well I can't earn any more than you know I was off I was earning them the top of my salary band for example in the corporate world that will actually influence the design or the goals that you set does that make sense Bob so it's kind of a it's a a dynamic way we actually have to work on your design whilst working on your mindset because actually when you get rid of some stories or become aware of the stories or the belief or your attitudes that can often make you go back to your design to go ah now let me step up even more let me actually kind of you know choose what I want because I've got rid of that story or that belief that actually was clouding my judgment or making me set a goal because I thought well that's what I could do rather than what I want to do as well. I really like the way you put that. It's almost like the design it is almost like the, the the engine in a rocket. Yeah. And the, the stronger the design is, the, the more easily you'll overcome the gravity of inertia and yeah. any little bugs in the software running that engine, you're going to, you're not going to get the constant thrust you need to keep going. It's really interesting. And then it takes me on to something else that you mentioned about, you know, it's, you know, you could work hard, okay? And I know most of my clients that I work with, they have a great work ethic. They've got that experience to go, right, okay, I'm going to make this happen, okay? So they're not work shy in any way. But there's also a difference between working hard and working in flow. And that's where Wealth Dynamics comes in for me. So as a ex-HR manager, I had done all manner of different profiling personality tests out there like DISC, Myers-Briggs, Colour, all these stuff. And they all help. They're all useful and insightful. But it probably was about, I think it was about four years into my journey of being a business owner, one of my peers mentioned Wealth Dynamics. And she's like, have you done the test? And I was like, no, but I've done loads of these stuff before. And she's like, no, no, I really would recommend that you do it. And I'm so glad I did it. So again, I could talk about this for hours, so I'll give you the condensed version Basically, Wealth Dynamics, and it was a system created by Roger Hamilton. And what it allows you to understand is that there are eight main types of entrepreneurs. I call it your entrepreneurial superpower. Okay, So when you understand what your personality is and your superpower is, it gives you that chance to go, well, how do I make my business to be designed to really play to my personality much more and therefore my strategies when it comes to my marketing my strategies my you know all strategies in business you can then go well how can I use my superpower in the best way so that yes you can work hard but you're actually working smarter because I'm sure you agree and tell me if this is your experience Bob you know there are times that you can work really hard to do something but it still feels like you're squeezing your feet into someone else's shoes and if you stop working hard, you go backwards because you're having to put in a lot of effort. It feels quite inauthentic in a way. And 
when I did the Wealth Dynamics profile, so there's eight different profile types. There's a creator, there's a star, there's a supporter, there's a deal maker, a trader, accumulator, a lord, and a mechanic. And I know that might sound a bit jargony, right? But the way I like to think about this is like the game of sports. Each different game of sports has got different rules. They've got different equipment. They've got different, you know, ways that you could be successful. And if you understand what your game is that you're playing, it gives you that chance to go, ah, actually, that's a great idea for you, but not for me. And you get to be so much more focused to to play the best game for you. And that's where I see so many business owners going wrong or making life harder than it needs to be. And I was one of those years ago. I would try and follow strategies that just meant I had to work really, really, really hard, but it still felt like it just wasn't clicking for me because it wasn't in flow. I had an odd image in my head as you were describing that. And I was just thinking, just imagine you walked into McDonald's and Yoda was there flipping burgers. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't do a better job than anybody else that was flipping burgers. He's still the most incredible person you've ever met, but he's not in the right environment. He's not yeah. doing the right thing. He's not working from the place where if he were if he were in the right place, he would be the most incredible person you'd ever met. It's a bit of a random image. I'm, yeah, I'm <laughs> I love that. It's in my head as well now. And this is where I love the world that we're in, especially the online world, but I also dislike it, right? Because there's a couple of profiles out there and I know I'm being generalist when I say this. So for example, you might look at other people in your industry that might be showing up and very, very visible and they're so natural at it. And they tend to be like a star profile in the Wealth Dynamics perspective. But if you're the opposite profile, if you're much more introverted, if you're much more, let's say, uh, like a trader profile like me, it doesn't mean that you have to hide away and not talk to people or not have a podcast or do Facebook lives, etc. But it's it gives you permission to go, I don't have to do things the way that a star profile will do things. Actually, I can do things in a way that would be much better for me. And I'll give you a tangible example of this. I was speaking at a conference a good few years ago with wonderful friends and two of them were star profiles and I'm a trader, so quite different from them from a personality point of view. And we were in the same space. They helped other kind of um, experts as well. And they were saying to me, this man, you still work one-to-one with clients. When are you going to stop that? You know, it's all about... (laughs) And I'm going, well, no, I I actually love that, right? So for them, that's not necessarily the best business model for them. But if I was to completely let go of one-to-one, I actually would hate my business because I thrive on that. That's what actually gets me the joy and gets my best work and it's my superpower. So do you understand what I mean by that? There's so many people out there. You might listen to podcasts and go, oh, that person says that's how you grow a business. You can listen to another person and they might give you the complete contradictory advice that's worked for them. But until you know what your goals are. Until you know what your values are, until you know what your entrepreneurial superpower is, it gives you the chance to then go, thank you, that's good for you, but not for me. Or I like that idea, but how do I tweak it to make it work more for me? And it just makes magic happen. I know I keep using that word, I'm a big Harry Potter fan, but <laughs> it, it just means that you give yourself permission to go, I don't have to sh- to jump after all the shiny objects and um, you know objects out there or do things the way that others are doing because actually there's a game for me 
to follow that will get the best success for me and let me focus on that. I think what I like about that is what I imagine is that when you're operating in a way that's aligned with your personality, resistance is stripped away and everything will seem easier. If you're trying to do something in a way that's counter to your personality type, you're always going to experience resistance and gravity and you're going to struggle to stay motivated and and to achieve anything. And I think this is true across your marketing, your content, your personal visibility style, the way that you like to do everything, the way that you, even how you make money. It, so much variety. If you're trying to push into generating revenue, for example, the way that your competitor is generating revenue, it might look brilliant. They might be doing really, really well. But when you push against it, you can't move anything. You push against something slightly different. Suddenly yeah. the world opens up to you and 100%. you'll do equally well. Yeah, definitely. And that's where you get to then understand how it works for you. Again, one quick example that came into my mind when you said that. I remember very early in my career of being a business owner, I went to a conference in London and it was a personal development conference and it was delivered by like a star profile from a wealth dynamics perspective. And I watched them, how they generated clients effectively. It was like, you know, rah, rah in the front of the stage. And then it was like, here's an offer and people were running to the, the front of the stage. And I thought, oh, well, that's how you get success, okay? And then I remember not doing it to the same extent, but actually having that model when I was up in Glasgow doing a workshop. And I loved the whole content part of what I was sharing. But when it got to that part of right now, it's like, you know, the sales part, for example, because I was actually trying to do it too much like someone with the complete opposite personality, that's where it started. My, my voice changed. My body language changed. It felt really awkward and, and icky for me. And my wife was in the back of the room. And afterwards, she was like, I could see exactly the moment where it just felt really, uh, uh, this is not you. And when I quite, when I realized that, I was like, that's not the best way for me. Most of my clients over the last 15 years come from having conversations. I make myself accessible. I jump on virtual cuppas with people because I genuinely am caring about people. I love having conversations. Most of my clients, as I say, come from referrals or, you know, over the years I've helped them and they come back when they've got a, another challenge or opportunity. That's my business model because it works with my personality. But that would not work for someone that was like a creator or a mechanic. So we need to understand what your superpower is so that you get to go ah okay well how do I bring that into the way I network or the way that I collaborate with others or work with others so that you get to feel the the most fun and you get to kind of utilize your your sweet spot and your superpower I think I'm hoping that there's a lot of people listening thinking oh thank god because Let's be honest, the people that we see the most, they do tend to be yes. the bros, the alphas, the very outgoing rah-rahs, and they're hard to look past. And as role models, they can't help but get in your face. That's their style. Yeah. But that's not the only effective way to be. And I think that's so important that there is a way for everybody to achieve the results they want, whether that's to make money, whether that's to win a claim, whether that is to have the impact that they want to have. There is a path for you, but it's not always following the most visible path. A hundred percent. And that's where what I often see is, we, you know, business owners can get so distracted by looking at what other people are doing, and then they actually stop doing the things that could be quite easy for them 
or might seem less, you know, sexy or less cutting edge, but that's actually where they could get the best results. So they might not need to have thousands and thousands of Facebook followers, but actually they might be so much better at nurturing existing relationships or going to networking meetings. Does that make sense? But whereas for someone else, actually you'd go, well, that wouldn't feel as natural for you. There's a different approach. So I know I'm focusing only from a marketing perspective when I share those examples, but it goes back to what I said, you know, if you understand your right design, it gives you the chance to go, well, am I designing even my business model to fit with my personality and my vision? Even that mindset of going, I don't have to be an all-rounder or try and do things in other people's way. I actually can own my superpower and have that mindset that that's perfect for me, for me to achieve a success. And then the strategies, it gives you that chance to go, okay, here's a game I'm playing, what's best for me and what's things that I can go thank you but no thank you to give you the best chance for success as well. So I see a danger and that is that if we're talking about personality types and personality styles and what's easy for you and what's difficult for you, the listener could be forgiven for thinking, well, I find public speaking uncomfortable, therefore I'm not going to do it, I'm going to go into something else instead. Or I find selling awkward so i'm not going to do that at all but what you'll find is lots of people ultimately making excuses for not giving themselves permission to be uncomfortable i think what you're talking about and i think this is important possibly to reinforce is that where you're trying to help people is get to the place where it's most productive for them to invest in being uncomfortable absolutely right absolutely and that's where for example i still as a trader for you know for example I'm much better at having kind of like, you know, one-to-one conversations or small groups. That's what I enjoy much more. But I still can step into a star profile when I want to or when I need to, but I still do it with the flavor of not trying to be an influencer or a star, but actually in a way that's still authentic. But if I was to build my business model to do that every single day or every week, I'd get burnt out really quickly. Does that make sense? So it gives you that chance to go, it's not an excuse for inexcusable behaviors to go, I don't do sales, I can't do public speaking. Every single Wealth Dynamics profile can actually you know, put themselves out there to have visibility, but the intention, the style, the, the format of that could be quite different. And when you get that sweet spot, that's where you can go, right, how could that help me? And let me lean into doing a bit more of the things that actually would work better for me as well. So if people want to find out more about Wealth Dynamics specifically, because yeah. we keep, we're talking about <laughs> tests, you, you can't go and do an NLP test. Go, go buy a book, guys, or go and take a course or work with Osman. But if people want to test their assumptions yeah. around their personality type, is there a straightforward way to do that? Yeah, if you go onto my website, I'm a licensed um, um, consultant of Wealth Dynamics. So if you go into, I'll give you the link, but rapidtransformation.co.uk, you'll find information about Wealth Dynamics and how you can do the, the test of it. So that's a standalone version of it, but it's so integrated in how I work with clients that even if somebody's going, this really resonates with me and I really want to grow my business in a way that works really for me. When I work with my clients, the main way I work with clients now is over a six-month program that combines one-to-one coaching, group coaching, and a curriculum as well. And Wealth Dynamics is a core part of that. So um, there's different ways that you can kind of bring it to life to go, okay, what does it mean? Because I'm not just about here's a piece of paper, it tells me what my profile is. 
I'm much more about the so what, what can you do, what are you doing just now, and actually what's working for you and what could actually work better for you as well. So there's a couple of options. There's the just do the test, or if you want to really infuse that in the business, then you can obviously find out more information about the Grow Your Business Your Way program that I work with my clients through as well. So one thing I always like to get a little bit of information is I speak to a lot of competent, skilled, smart people, and we're all very good at showing off what we're great at. And with you, that's that's really shone through. You you get people and you get people where they need to go. But in your own business, which are the areas that you personally find the most challenging, the most difficult? You think, where are you trying to push into at the moment? Absolutely. So for me, it's that balance, a great question. It's that balance around, I love working with business owners, okay, and entrepreneurs. And that's kind of a huge part of what I do. And it's very much around doing it through my new, you know, not my new because I've tried and tested it in different kind of ways to grow your business, your way program. But as someone that's a trader, okay, and I'll give you a bit of an insight around this. For people that are much more grounded from a personality that from, from like me, we are very much better at kind of more short term goals, right? Okay, so it's like, what am I doing in the horizon? If you were to ask me what I want to do in the next five years, that's a really hard question to answer. and. You might have some listeners here that actually try and try and answer that question, like what's my five-year business plan? But they waste so much time and energy because for them, it doesn't actually, it's not a helpful question for them because their personality is very much more in the moment and what happens um, and they can kind of guide things in a more organic way. Does that make sense what I mean by that, Bob? Yeah. Whereas someone that's more of a creator profile, who's the opposite personality, they're like, you ask them what you want to do in five years, they've got a clear idea, they've got that vision around it. So the reason why I'm sharing this is, it's having the reminder to me often that actually, a lot of my results and fun opportunities happen because of relationships and networks and that's still success. So there are times when I go, yeah, but where am I going in the next five years And then I can sometimes beat myself up to go, right, okay, I should know that until I remind myself, actually, that's not the best question or time to spend in my business for me, because actually much more of my great results happen when I am a bit more, what do I want to make happen in the next 12 months? Or even 90 day goals work really, really well for me. And when I focus more on that, that's where I get much more flow as well. I just want to end this call and go and do my test. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I want you to see your results as well. So please share it with me. I will. Absolutely. Osman, I have had the best time. We are definitely uh, going to do this again. Oh, absolutely. Um, There's so much to dive into. And, and and again, I hope even for, for the listeners, I know we've dived into wealth dynamics a lot as well, but even if you take it back to, you know, the what's your design, your mindset and your strategies, one thing that I would invite your listeners to do and even and yourself is I've got a, a free quiz that just by answering some real quick fire questions, you'll actually get a snapshot of what's happening for you right now in your business around your percentage for your design, your mindset and your strategies. And then it gives you that chance to go, where can I actually be best to put more focus on? Because again, I see some people go, right, I need to focus on the next strategies. But actually, if your design is actually you know the lowest score, you're actually better to focus on that before jumping into what your next marketing plan will be. So I would invite everybody, you know, if you're intrigued to just understand where you are, to get a snapshot from 
the framework that I use with all of my clients and myself, then please do. You know, I've created a special link for you, rapidtransformation.co.uk slash Bob. <laughs> so you'll remember it. Perfect. And that will take you to that quiz and you'll get a personalized report that will get sent to you to give you a snapshot of what's going well and what could be beneficial for you to fine tune or something's even overhaul as well. Perfect. Osman, if people want to connect with you, how would you like them to do that? I love conversations, okay? So you're absolutely welcome to link in with me. Um, I'll give all the links for you to put in the show notes. So it's Osman Sharif. You can find me, O-S-M-A-N, because my mom and dad like to kind of make things a bit more unique with my name. And so LinkedIn, please let me know what's resonated with you on this podcast. You can, if you're more of an Instagram person, you can DM me there as well, and you'll find me in Facebook as well. So I definitely kind of use the different platforms. I'm leaning more towards LinkedIn these days, but honestly, if something's resonated with you, and even if you do the quiz, one thing that I offer everybody who does the quiz, which is the design mindset strategy score that you'll get, is you can book in for a free 15-minute virtual couple with me to go, what does this mean? And I really would love to kind of give you that opportunity to have a proper two-way conversation. So the invitation's there for your listeners as well. Osman Sharif, you have been the best fun. Thank you so much for your time. I need to ask you one more question. And that's, okay. what's one thing you do now that you wish had started five years ago? Keep asking myself a simple question, which is, what is your best thinking right now? Okay. And this came from my mentor, Michelle Clark. And um, because I used to overthink things even five years ago, and I kind of gave an example before, but sometimes we can get so, we try and make everything like figured out before we actually know the answers. So it's very much more being in the, the thick of things and going, what's my best thinking right now? How do I move forward with it? What's my best thinking right now? How do I move forward from it? Rather than trying to be at standstill and try and figure everything out, but actually you're not making any progress. So I again, hope those that little phrase could be helpful for, for any listeners as well. Always just ask yourself, what's my best thinking right now? If I had that even five years, I'll be honest, I did have that five years ago, but if I had that even at the start of my business, I would have been so, so grateful. So I really hope everybody can have that little phrase that can help them from a mindset and an action point of view as well. Osman, it's been great to meet you. Thank you so much for your time. And I can't wait to meet you in person sometime soon. I'll look forward to it. We'll get that in the diary as soon as we go off this call. 